Welcome to Inside College Admission. My name is Peter Van Buskirk, and I'm joined today by good friend Elena Hicks, who is the Dean of Admission at Southern Methodist University. Many of you know it as SMU in Texas. Today, we're going to talk about how to use your summers wisely if you're a college-bound student. Elena, welcome to the program. Thanks, Peter. Glad to be with you. Well, it's good to have you. And, and I know that uh, as, as you're wrapping up one admission season, another is about to start. And for a lot of young people, finishing the junior year, they're kind of looking into the distance and realizing that, okay, my senior year starts soon, application starts soon, what should I be doing this summer? From 30,000 feet, what kind of advice would you give kids about the summer? You'd get a job, do an internship, hang out at home and watch Netflix all day. What, what kinds of things make sense, do you think? I don't know that Netflix will help them much, but I have to tell you, the first thing that I would want students to do after coming off a a really challenging and also I bet very productive junior year into their senior year is to take some time to relax. Mm -hmm. We don't do enough of that here. And I think our students are mimicking what some of us adults are doing, which is working nonstop and not taking time to reflect on what the past year has been like, what goals the student might have going forward into the senior year. So pausing at least for a couple of weeks to catch their wind. And then after that, planning what the, you know, getting some things in, in circle about what they want to do for the summer. And no matter what it is, Peter, I hope it's something that they feel passionate about because just doing activities over the summer for the sake of doing activities over the summer is not so fun. So evaluating what their passions are and then aligning that with what they want to do in the summer. Now, th this speaks though to a question that I think has been around as long as you and I have been in admission. And that is, has to do with the, the relationship between what you do in the summer and what colleges will think about you. So I need to do X in order to make an impression at Y school, et cetera. In fact, I'll tell you a quick story. I, I once met a young woman who visited me with her father and they hadn't gotten in my door more than 30 seconds. And the dad said, listen, here's our basic question. Sarah could go to the, the Princeton tennis camp. She's a championship level tennis player, and that will help her get into to Princeton, or she could go to the Georgetown sailing camp, and that'll help her get into to Georgetown. And I turned to Sarah and I said, what would you rather do? And she said, I want to play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> to, to your point, I think students need to kind of step back and understand what's important to them. That said, having just come through a credential review process, have you seen evidence of students doing things meaningfully during the summer that have helped to elevate them in your eyes as an admission officer? I have, I have. And I tell you what, Peter, the things that they've done have, have been somewhat, some things have been, for lack of a better word, simple types of things that have made a huge impact. And then others have put together projects. So let me give you a couple of examples of things that I've seen, in, in, and especially in the last summer, that I thought was extremely creative and passionate. So there was a student who started an after care program for students where she would read to them, younger kids, that she would read to them after whatever program they had during the day during the summer and provide them books and raise money to provide books to those students in need. I think that is something that that student was passionate about because she loves reading, but also though it took time, it was something that was simple enough to do to be able to say, this is my mission, find more books, read to students. But the impact was very, very strong. On the other hand, there's a, another student that, that I've, I've read about during admission that used plastic bags to make mats for the homeless. So I thought that that was very industrious as well. Hmm. And then a young man that I remember 
one of his siblings, I believe, had always dealt with mental health issues. And because that had been a lifelong thing, he wanted to go out and try to help students feel better in that regard. So he found a company that, that um, their emphasis is on wellness. And so he recorded podcasts and, and gave information from a, you know, a student, a 16, 17 year old point of view about how other 16 and 17 year olds could deal with stress and exercises they could do when they got stressed. So I thought that was very innovative as well. It's interesting that the pattern that I get from you here is that the things that stand out to you as an admission officer are engagements that seem to be self-enriching, things that help the student to grow themselves rather than things that are necessarily resume builders. Exactly, exactly. And I think for many of us in college admission that being in the pandemic, making things more challenging for students to possibly get at some of the, the things they would have done in the past. You know, people are beginning to fly more, but we know that flying is not at the rate that it was two years ago. So it may not be a possibility this summer that a student can fly somewhere and, and be involved in an out of country or in another part of the nation. The possibility that they could, but those are slimmer. So I think what we're seeing is, is that students following passion and typically following a, a passion in their community is really making an impact in our reading. Interesting that you, you mentioned the kind of staying close to home because I think that when students see the summertime, they see, I'm gonna get out of here, I'm gonna have the vacation, my getaway time. What runs through your mind when you see students reporting on their application that they spent the summer doing a, a mission trip in some other part of the world? Is that a good thing, bad thing, or doesn't matter? Oh, you know what? I think it's a great thing. I think if a student has that opportunity and is supported by their parents and guardians to do so, I do believe that's a really wonderful thing to do. I know it takes great time and great effort and great passion as well. So if a student has that opportunity and can take it, and that's something that they're passionate about, I say go for it. Now, doing it is, is one thing. Do you hope then that that student will provide some reflection on that experience then in the application or does the very fact that it took place stand alone by itself? Oh, we definitely wanna see that a student has reflected upon that interaction with the people that they served and what they got from it. Typically, and I would say almost all the time when we, do, when we engage in that type of activity like mission work, typically we come out of it a better person and we've learned things about ourselves. So yes, we would love for students not just to say, oh, I went to this country and did these things. I built houses, all good. But yes, that reflection about how it changed the student, how it impacted the student, what the student now does differently in his or her life because of that interaction is definitely a plus in the, in the college search process. Well, and, and the, the unspoken part of that experience is the cross-cultural benefits that are gained. Now, to your point, the students don't have to get on an airplane to do that. In, in many communities around the country, there are needs that can be met in a similar fashion. So students don't have to look very far to find that, that mission if they want it. Right. No, you're exactly right. It could be happening you know, in their neighborhood or just outside their neighborhood. What I have seen also in reading this year is many students supporting the elderly in their neighborhood, things that they could not do. And I think that's a mission as well. We want to make sure that everyone in our tribe is thriving during this pandemic when things are a bit more challenging. So whether it be, you know, 
15, 20 feet away, 50 feet away versus being 500 miles or 5,000 miles away, I think students can make an impact no matter what. And another question that, that I'm sure comes across from, from candidates along the way is, will it help me to get into SMU or XYZ school if I spend time on your campus doing academic work in the summertime? And I think that there is a presumption that that investment of time on a particular college or university's campus for summer activity for high school students gives them an extra in in the admission process. Is, is that a good approach? I think it depends on the university and what programs we're offering. For the programs that students can do here um, at SMU on the hilltop in the summer, are we always happy to know that they've been involved in something here? Yes. Is it an overriding factor that, you know, gains them several more, you know, points in our assessment? No. What we love about it is hearing what they did and also what they now know about SMU that they didn't know before. So in that regard, that is extremely helpful. Um, but is it an overriding factor, you know, compared to a student who hasn't had the chance to do a program at SMU? No, but it is helpful and something that we love to hear. Do you ever have parents ask the question about something related to maybe research or internships? My, my students interested in, in you know, biological research or engineering, et cetera. Would it help for her to get a summer internship with, with somebody? What kind of internship should she get? Is, is that sort of thing useful for, for students who might have specific academic interests going forward? I think it's extremely important because here's the deal. So many times, and it's not a negative, but so many times seniors, and even in their second semester of their senior year, will have put an interest area or academic major that they really know nothing about. They want to do this major maybe because they think, oh, this is popular, or this sounds cool, or this is what my mom or dad does, or you know what my uncle does. And then once they really get into it and get exposed to it, sometimes they think, oh my gosh, this is not what I thought it was at all. So I do believe if students have a chance to do internships, whether it's something that they can find on a campus or that their parents and their friends can help them do, being able to immerse yourself, even if it's only a couple of days or a week in that field that you think that you're interested in is only a help. I know here at SMU, our undergraduates in a typical year would have anywhere, by the time they graduated, anywhere between three to five internships. One of the reasons that we feel so strongly about it is not only does it reinforce the things that they know and love, but it also helps them whittle down the things that they thought they might like that once they were exposed to it, they maybe didn't, not at the rate to major in. And so I think the more experience a student has in that regard, the better off they are. So it can be internships, it can be shadowing, whatever it is, I think it's helpful. Test, test the idea, make sure that what you think you have in your head is real for you. And of course, at the risk of digressing into other conversations, how, how many of us end up changing our minds about what we want to do in life, even after college? So, you know, the, the, the summer before is perhaps a time to explore. You, you hinted at passion and doing something that would reveal that passion. And, and I want to see, is there a connection there then between the kind of authenticity that reveals about the student when the student eventually applies that you see that the student has gone the extra mile when she doesn't have to do anything, she chooses to do X. Does that come across easily in an application? It does, it does. It's one of the things I have to tell you, I probably have done, oh my gosh, between deans and VP of admission panels this academic year, I have probably 
done 25, maybe 30 of them. And it all comes back to this question of genuineness and authenticity. And that's how you make yourself stand out in the application process. There is a question that many of us use. It is a really important question for us here at SMU on the common application. And it says, why, why are you choosing SMU or why SMU? And Peter, um, though I appreciate it, I can tell when someone has, you know, paraphrased something that the, that they've read on the on our website, or where it sounds like, okay, this doesn't sound like the student saying it. It sounds like they read it somewhere, and and I've kind of just regurgitated this framework about SMU. On the other hand, when students have read about SMU and taken it in and really thought about it and looked at the majors, and maybe they know some of our students, and maybe they've done a virtual presentation. And they're like, you know what? This is a school that I want to put on my list. This is a school I want to apply to because it, my passion for XYZ, I see that in the student panel that I saw from this presentation. That is the turnaround for us. That is when we, when we say, oh my gosh, I could see the student at SMU. They've really done their homework. They have a sense of who we are. They have a great sense of who they are. So it's extremely helpful to be authentic and to really, to write from the heart, and I always tell students it may not feel good initially, but what you'll find is if you can add a little bit of vulnerability mm. as you are preparing your applications about your dreams, your hopes, your fears, it really does help us to know you and, and, and help us in the match. Just reveal that sense of humanity that is within you then, absolutely. And, and, and I, I like what you said too about finding that synergy, knowing yourself, which is again, what, the summer can do is, is add to that self-reflective uh, process, but but make then the connection with institutions that can help you achieve your goals. And then let's talk a little bit more about how students can do that with regard to the institutions now, because uh, in, in a perfect world, the summertime's time when you get out, you, you load everybody up in the, in the family car and you head out and you visit five or six colleges in a week and you do tours, you do interviews, information sessions. Some of that's changed a little bit because of the pandemic now. But uh, what do you think is, is a good approach now for families to, to really come to a better understanding of the institution? What kind of resources should they take advantage of to, to, to find that synergy? I know that all of us in college admission are doing Zooms and doing a lot of virtual work. And I know that that can be cumbersome because students spend so much time on their computers doing you know, virtual work for school and uh, for all sorts of things. But I do think that students picking out specific programs that universities are offering that they think will give them a great comprehensive look at the university and get at some of the things that they're interested in, they should definitely put on their list. In particular, many of us are having programs that really focus on student panels where the basic information about the university, yes, you can get that from us, you can find it on the website, but being on a Zoom for 35 or 40 minutes with students talking about their experiences and being able to ask those students about what's going on in the campus right now, I think is, is very helpful. The other thing I think is helpful is that many schools are doing these live tours where the student has the camera and they're walking and you get to be a part of that student's life for the 20 or 30 minutes that they're walking around campus. I think that's very effective as well. No matter what, whether it's pandemic or not, getting to know one's admission officer for one's high school or, or geographic area 
is very important. So that's an email communication, introducing oneself, um, just saying, I have an interest. And then I know at least on my team and, and, and I know my other colleagues are doing this at other universities, you can still do one-to-one -one appointments with admission officers to be able to introduce yourself and to gain information that you might need. I will say also, especially when you get to second semester senior year, it's critical that you know your admission officer for schools that you have applied to and you really feel strongly about. I know for instance, right now, we are doing a little bit of waitlist activity. And I have to say the, the first round of, of, of folks that we thought about are people that have been in touch with us and really want SMU. And so that is something that is, is helpful. Now, I'll be honest to tell you that we've been open since June 1, and that's not typical of all campuses. We have been fully open giving tours since June 1. They're smaller. We've taken every precaution possible in the pandemic and it's been we've maxed out you know every month with those with those tours we have more tour guides giving tours and the tours are smaller so some of us are ramping up to do some in person um, but i have to tell you if someone doesn't want to interact with folks in person here at my institution we also have a new tour that's by qr code across campus where it can lead you around campus. All you do is you know, use your phone and the QR code will provide information. It'll also check you in to the university so we know they're here. Hey, Peter, we had a huge Texas storm. I guess it was February where everything closed down. We were closed for a week. We had 10 students who did a QR code <laughs> during that horrible winter storm. We were so amazed, but I guess they were walk, you know, in walking distance of campus or at least were out and about. So we were amazed that 10 students would have done a walking tour during a storm. But we've come up with, universities come up with some innovative ways for you to be able to get um, some experience with us that is helpful. Uh, you said a number of things here that speak to the importance then of relationships that students and institutions can develop. And, and, and I, I liked your comment about find out who from the institution recruits at your school and, and reach out to that person and, and, and become familiar to that person. Can we talk a little bit more about that, that particular importance? Uh, you, you mentioned now that in the wait list, uh, you're, you're tending to look for students uh, with whom you've had contact again. It, a lot of times I like to think of, of admission officers also as decision makers. I don't know that students think of them that way too, but can you talk about that admission officer, the person who recruits at, at the student's high school as also the decision maker, somebody who could hold the fate of the application in one's hand? Yeah, I think it differs for many institutions, but I have been lucky for the four that I have worked for that admission officers have had a lot of input into the decision-making, you know, from the get-go, when we travel, whether that be virtually, like the last year and a half, or in person, we want to make sure that we have an admission officer assigned to a student school that one, that we hope will be around with us for a very long time, and really that that person, and, and the reason for that is that we want them to know the high school inside and out, know the school counseling team, um, know the men or women that may be answering the phone or helping to assist those in the school counseling team, college counseling team, all of that's very helpful. And so for us and the person assigned to, so I have, I'm thinking about myself. I keep a couple of schools in Northern California. Oh, darn. <laughs> it's hard, really hard. And so I am the person who makes sure that as we are getting ready to read files, if I find that I've had interaction with a student 
say for instance, in September, October, and I know they've made application, but their application isn't complete, I might send a quick note. Yes, we've sent emails that have said, hey, your you know file is incomplete, but maybe a note from me just saying, I really would love for you to apply. We had a great meeting together. Here are some things that I'd like to provide to you. That's something that an admission officer so many times can do. Now, will admission officer do that for the entire applicant pool that they have? No, but if there's been a connection there and there was an interaction and the admission officer feels like you were um, a person that might be a great connection, then that might be that that little extra something to say, hey, we would love to see you apply. And, and it can all start in the summertime. And now exactly. let's come back to that potential visit or even the virtual opportunity. Let's suppose I'm the student, I show up on the campus, I take advantage of the opportunity for one of the tours that you offer. And before I leave, what should I do, do you think, with regard to making some kind of connection with that regional recruiter? Even though there may not have been a formal introduction, can I do anything to make that connection? So here are a couple of things for summertime. If you find yourself getting ready to go to a college campus, or you're getting ready to do um, a Zoom, um, maybe a group Zoom. Mm -hmm. So I had this happen the other day. One of my students happened to come in from California. He sent me an email several days before and just said, I know you're busy. Um, I know that you recruited my school, but this is the day and time that I'll be at SMU. I would love to meet you even for a second, just being able to, to introduce myself. That really, touched my heart. It really did. I was like, for, for that student to take the time to write to me, to let me know. And we do get printouts of who is coming to campus. Um, I just hadn't gotten to that printout for the, he let me know a couple of days ahead of the printout. So I had a chance to change my schedule to be able to spend 20 or 30 minutes with that student. If that doesn't happen or can't happen for whatever reason, then I would say sending a note doesn't have to be handwritten, can be an email to the admission officer saying, I was on your campus last week. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Here are the things that I really liked about SMU. I would love to stay in touch. That touch is um, extremely helpful as well. When you think about it, Peter, even before the pandemic, we have so many students applying to so many schools. And we, we know that sometimes that the volume is inflated on how many schools they apply to. I think in the pandemic, folks are applying to a few more universities than usual because you know it's a different time and, and they really haven't had a chance to visit places. What I'm getting at is that personal contact tells an admission officer that yes, SMU is one on my list, but it is a university that I am very interested in. That helps us be able to look at students in regard to who's really interested in this versus it just being um, simply an application a student decided to, to apply to just for the, for the heck of it. You guys can look at an application and see that pretty easily when the student is uh, applying just to see if I can get in? Many times we can, <laughs> not always, but many times. And it goes back to the authenticity that we talked about earlier. Exactly. Sometimes it's it's a very rote application where you just you see what people just there was no thought and just filling out numbers. And I have to say, even if a student has a high GPA and a very strong score, if they decide to send us an ACT or SAT score, sometimes we can get that bill. What's the connection? So it's always easier to admit somebody you feel like you've gotten to know than somebody who's a stranger. 
Right. Absolutely. Well, this has been great, Elena, because what we've I think helped our listeners to understand is that the summer is an opportunity to do a lot of things, self-discovery, to find and follow particular passions that, that help to define who you are outside of school, but also to, to project then into institutions, uh, your interest to visit them online, virtual, or live in person. So I think for a lot of families, the summer can be pretty full, but I liked your first advice. Pause, breathe. It just take take some time away from the rat race to to get your your wits together. But problem is, and correct me if I'm wrong, you still have to plan in advance. You you can't do all these things at the last minute. <laughs> right. No, you're exactly right. And so we are beginning to send information to, well, we've been sending information to current juniors already, even though we're working with seniors. But that information about what we have available this summer and being able to get to campus, all of that. All of the universities have been sending that out. So yes, take the time to look through it and plan where you want to go and the questions that you may want to ask. If I can also add, I always say to students, when you get on a campus, the basic information about a university, you can read anywhere and especially on our website. So ask the questions that you would not be able to glean from the website. I think that's great advice. We could probably do another hour just talking about some of the questions and some of the information that, that should be top of mind for students as they, they try to accomplish those visits. But the summer then can be very productive. Uh, use it well. I mean, we sort of jokingly referred to the Netflix piece. Uh, Netflix is fine, but, but it, it has its own place. The summers can be used very productively and wisely for students then as they, they apply to colleges and universities because admission officers do notice what they do, right? Right. When they don't have to. Well, Elena, thank you so much. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add just to kind of wrap up the, the conversation here about uh, using summers wisely? Well, the last thing I want to say is whether it be the summer or you entering into your senior year for students, it's all going to work out. And so, you know, you're going to have an anxiety and that is normal. But I would say to you, know that everything is going to work out and know that between school counseling, college counseling, admission officers, great people like Peter, all of us are supporting you and we'll be there for you. And we'll make sure that you get through the process with a smile on your face and knowing that you'll end up at a great university. Sage advice. Thank you so much, Elena, for taking some time out of your busy schedule to help us really get a better understanding of how the summers can be used well as students prepare for college. For those of you listening, I hope this is useful for you. We look forward to having you back again for more conversation about inside college admission. In the meantime, have a great day. Take care.